0: So it's the most dope show, it's about that time to get live Take a break from your 8 to 5 The mother guys don't have the ability to rip it We kick it, three guys on, Representing with the most killer spirit And we coming with the jokes. So you better grab a good pen and bad for your notes and forget them other folks, cause we got the best quotes Randolph does more than just jokers He woke and he got the files Tell Andy Kline to turn up the dial I don't know where that boy Tim is now Raising the daughter, he hella proud Andy is straight up, and Randolph ain't hip hop racist. When Tim Miller hit, I got funny as shit. The sock puppets always be there to assist. Too many to name, but they all of this shit. I guess I could try. Love me some Frankie French, Milner and Hay would be lit. I cannot forget about P.D. and Chris, J.O. van with them Trump impressions. Riding camera coming from the black guy who tips. That's a whole damn nation, so they always near. Pop pop bang bang, getting green romaine. Three guys on sock puppet nation, gang gang. Yeah.
1: Hey, what's happening with y'all? Randolph Terrence. I'm in decline. No third. Three guys on. Right w- back at you. What happened? Well
2: <laughs> Well You know we we had a third.
1: We did have a third up, up until, until about twenty minutes before we started recording.
2: We had a third, um We have a third Monday we have a third monday uh shout out to um all the patrons who got to listen to chris milner english bay englishman english chris, bay. chris on the monday episode he can't he couldn't sit in for both uh it's later in the evening where he is in england it's like what five six hours yeah
1: ahead? eight six six
2: depends six. on the clock change because we just moved the clocks up so i think it's five now whatever it is right he's uh it's in the evening there and he's got a wife and a life so yeah uh, but if you want to listen to that go ahead and patronize if you, if you're a fucking freeloader you'll get to hear it on Monday we we had we were going to have him with a third guest and then for the Thursday episode just third guest who would have been uh sitting right here but
1: yeah we had a what third. happened? we did have a third what
2: happened we had Dominic set up but uh yep. it's you not yeah that's he's not exactly
1: here. what happened
2: <laughs> we were like he he told us he was free. He told us he was free. Yep. Today, and then um, he sent us a text about. Normally, you know, we were supposed to meet up at twelve thirty, and at twelve o five, he said, "I didn't even see the text. I think I was in the car. I didn't even notice you were in the car." Come in, and you were um, in the car. he said, "I can't. I'm sorry, guys. Can't make it." He thought we were going to record at my place, which is closer.
1: Yeah, which I don't understand. Huh. Why well, that would have made a difference at all? But uh, okay, yeah. bet <laughs> you not. <laughs>
2: and um, he texted us at twelve oh five, which look, we've had people cancel the day of. That's yeah. happened. I think this might be the
1: this is the he's the latest. Leading, he's leading in the clubhouse now as far as closest to tip off time.
2: This might be the latest scratch um, from the podcast, but. And all I'm just keep thinking of all the people who want to do the podcast who we won't yeah, put on we the podcast.
1: Don't
2: with. <laughs> we don't. They fight. hint around. Like, what do you guys? What do you guys? What
1: do you record? What, what? do you talk about? How, if do you, you know, how do you decide? If you
2: ever need someone to sit in, on, I, I could. Say, if you ever need someone, I have yeah. a car. Um, Dominic chalked it up to some basically some. Uh, he's got to be home with the wife and family issues. Right. Issues is the wrong word, but he's yeah. got to be home with the wife and family. Uh, Weirdly, when it
1: when it switched from one location to the other location, it became a problem.
2: It's a little too far. It makes the day a Which little longer.
1: I don't understand the length of the time. Yeah. Maybe you can leave anytime you want, but okay. Yeah.
2: So Dominic was talking to his wife. She was, she was probably like saying, you know, I don't want you to go. And then he said, Girl! And then she said,
1: "Bitch, you not.
2: So, <laughs> and then he texted us. Hey, guys. He did text us. No, then he said,
1: You're a Nazi.
2: And then yeah. he texted us, Uh,
1: Listen, I can't uh, yep. can't make it. Yep, and we were going to have English Bay on anyway. Yeah, on Monday we were going to have four people on. There's going to be four of us just discussing English Bay and uh, his his life as it is right now.
2: Getting all the way caught up. It's a good interview. It's yeah. a good
1: interview. You guys will like it.
2: So Dominic, uh, I guess he'll come back on another day, and we can roast him to his face. And yeah. he'll talk about our shoes.
1: Yeah, that's that's all he's gonna have at that point.
2: Actually, I don't know. He's got a baby doing less than a month. All right. What is the window when you can't go if too you far? You think
1: he can't do anything right now? Because
2: isn't yeah. there like a window where the you can't go too far? Because at any time, like she could go into labor. Isn't there like a thing? He's in it right now. That one month window or yeah, less than a he's month. In it's it like right now. less than a month. Yeah. So basically, maybe that's why that it was too far I mean, away.
1: Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Because she's right, well, no, I should I shouldn't say she's in it right now. She's right outside of it right now.
2: Okay. Yeah. So there is gonna come a point where he probably can't do the podcast for a while.
1: He'll keep doing comedy though, I guarantee yeah. it. Well, you know.
2: He was in New York all week last week too. He yeah. was away from home, so he's yeah. gotta make it up on the weekend with the the family that hasn't seen him all week.
1: And I think her I think some of her family's here maybe. Okay. I think. I think.
2: For the, the the pending Well, you know, helping her get ready
1: and stuff like yeah.
2: that. Yeah. Yeah. It's that time it's that point. I mean, it's due in less than a month. It's uh, just under a month at this point. Yeah. So maybe we'll have him on uh, before he has a baby. If not, it might take a while. We could Skype him in like we did with Milner.
1: Yeah, that's true. And
2: that worked pretty well. We'd never done that before. But, yeah, that was our, our third today. So it's just the rare two guys on.
1: Don't worry, though. We're still yeah. here for you. We're still here for you today. Yeah. Still I here for you.
2: I texted a little snarky comment. Back to Dominic, and he said, "Can't talk doing laundry."
1: Absolutely, La- laughing
2: emoji. But he's not really laughing.
1: He's not really laughing. It should he's be a crying emoji.
2: Skulking around the house like, "Oh, you fucking do laundry, man!" It
1: should be a crying emoji. I make one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year.
2: <laughs> should be, someone should be. I should be paying people to do my laundry.
1: Yeah, you got. You got to let them know how much money you make yearly. Yeah.
2: Well, you know. Pregnant wife can't just – she can't be carrying laundry around. Right. Nah. Right? Obviously not. She's like almost nine months pregnant. Well, I mean,
1: it can, but it just can't be, you know. Yeah. Dominic's a big dude. He probably generates a lot of laundry. He probably –
2: a lot of gym clothes. Yeah. Every day he's got the regular clothes he wore and the clothes he wore at the gym. And the gym, yeah. Has two piles of clothes every day that have to be washed. And she's not going to be carrying around – I mean, you know. She's already, they already got two kids that she's spent all week. Right. She spent all week raising them because he was in New York taking pictures.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Just wandering around with a suit on taking pictures. Here's me in a suit. Yeah. Here I am in a suit. (laughs) What's our uh, email situation?
2: We got, well, we got some comments. So we got one email and some comments um, on Patreon. By the way, shout out to the the, uh, early adopters of Thursday's episode. We're starting that this week. If you missed that, uh, we didn't really announce it, but people who are listening now who are patrons, the $5 tier is going to be, we're going to say going to be $2 more. $5, you're going to get the, on Monday, you're going to get both episodes. So that starts this week, so a couple mm-hmm. days ago. Um, I don't know what to call that tier. I, I think Gang Gang.
0: The Gang Gang.
2: The first tier is called Mighty Real, the yeah. $3 tier. $5 can be Gang Gang. The Gang Gang. It could, be, it could be something else too, whatever pops into my head when I set it up. But, gang Gang. Um, we got a Comment. We already
1: have some $5, so y'all will be...
2: Yeah, you're already covered. You're if, in the house. If you're already pledging $5, bucks, you are already covered. Yeah, you're in the house. The Gang, gang. Gang, gang. Um, Brooklyn Shoe Babe comments. Just want yes. to say that I really enjoyed your two interviews with April Alexander. I watched Thank the you. TED Talk after your first interview. I agree that this country's sex ed curriculum is fa- failing our, ch- our children. I'm a young adult librarian, and sometimes I offer puberty and sex health programs for for the teens, it is scary how much boys' sexual education is porn, yeah, <laughs> and the, or men for that matter, yeah. And the idea of mutual satisfaction during sexual intercourse was new to them, yeah. Now that's interesting because I remember being a kid; um, it was kind of like a, it was like a pressure that was put on you as yeah. a as a boy, like you're you gotta please that woman. Right, you know, you right, watch right. comedians. <laughs> Anytime right. you maybe I watch too much comedy, but the mutual part was uh, actually like like that was the pressure like you you better please her
1: yeah i you know? wonder if uh i think that kind of went away with the with the rise of porn maybe it maybe that's it certain type of porn because yeah. i know that the look black guys in porn tend to be very let's say passionate <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to white guys in porn who will put their right. foot on your head. Right.
2: Well, when you make less money, you got to do it for the passion. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just
1: in this for the love of the game, right. baby. <laughs>
2: yeah, I do this for free. Uh, okay. But yeah, the mutual part. I I remember that being like like a very common refrain amongst uh, you know anyone comedians or anyone else. Just got to please that woman. Yeah. You know, I had a whole bit about that. The whole uh, giving a woman an orgasm, like that's yeah. how it's phrased.
1: Yeah. You, you know what? It's funny you said. I used to do a bit about you got to take a responsibility for yourself, ladies. You can't expect me to. I had a, I had a similar <laughs> yeah.
2: idea. It was uh, it was my closer for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then also, Brooklyn Shoe Babe with a second comment I'd also pay an extra $1 for early access. Well, guess what? But then I'd have nothing to look forward to on Thursday mornings. We're okay. making it two. We're yeah, making we're it making two it bucks.
1: Two. And we'll still be here on Thursday. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know.
2: We're making it two. Uh, because number one it is um, four episodes early a month and five dollars is kind of the industry standard for one free up for one paid episode we're undercharging so this this will put us kind of on the five dollar (laughs) um And I think when we charged three bucks for one episode, that's what we talked about. Like Netflix was 10 bucks, 11 bucks. But I'll say this. If all of you went you up know.
1: to five, that would be nice. okay be nice. <laughs> if A few of you. That would be very if nice. If a few of you did.
2: Uh, maybe we'll give them like half the episode for a yeah. dollar. <laughs> it just cuts off yeah. mid-episode. Um, no and fade then, out, just heartbreak. No, just heartbreak. record scratch noise. <laughs> and then Brooklyn Shoe Babe uh, with another comment. There is a Grandparents Day in September. I think it's the second yeah. Sunday of September.
1: I looked into that after you said, that. "Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is."
2: I never heard of it, so it's not really. The
1: grandparents will tell you every day is Grandparents Day, though. But anytime time a grandparent gets in touch, that's it. It's Grandparents Day.
2: The grandparents' lobby is not making the most of that day. There's not a no. Hallmark section for Grandparents no, Day no, cards. They're
1: too. They're too busy knitting, and you know. Yeah,
2: big Grandparent <laughs> is not pulling their weight on marketing that. I had no idea. I, I literally had never heard of that until that comment. Um, Another Patreon comment from LaToya. I never comment, but I had to say something about the Thursday episode. Y'all smooth took me out. My man's who lost track of space and time while trying to rap. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> Always fucks with me. When Andy said, well, let me sit back, like the black lady in the video, I screamed. <laughs> I never noticed what she said, making this the saddest moment. Oh, she set him up for that, making the saddest oh, yeah. moment. Saddest, most hilarious video of all time. Damn Randolph in the background. On some don't do this, Andy. Don't do this, Don't
1: do this to this man. <laughs> open mouth,
2: laughing right now. Uh, thanks, guys. We all needed that. Thanks for the great show, as always. Oh, and the woke files with April with the Y and Rod have been fantastic. I ain't no fucking freeloader, and you all shouldn't be either, Toya. So, uh, thank you for that comment. Yeah, the um, the rapping guy. It's uh, I, I. don't know if the full version. I don't know if this, I think originally the full interview was online. Right where they're talking about his book and he's just like, you know, he's not a deer in the headlights and then the turn he makes.
1: Well, when I say you want to rap. Yeah. She just said, no, not right now. Instead, he tried to, he tried to Iggy Azalea yeah. it when she tried to rap live one time. <laughs> it was fucking terrible.
2: But then she said, is this going to be something like you've written or and he goes, no, I'm going to make it up. Like he, he had a fork in the road right there. He could have pulled out. Maybe it was all like explicit language, the, the pre-written stuff. Um, And then we got an email And this is from Raylan, who the email is titled Mental Health. Email starts, what's happening, 3GO family? I want to start off by saying thank you for the great content being produced weekly. It really makes my Mondays and Thursdays commute less stressful when I know I can listen to my favorite podcast throughout. About two months ago, I opened up to my fiance about me dealing with bouts of depression every once in a while. Mm -hmm. I've never had thoughts of suicide.
1: First of all, good of you.
2: Yeah. I've never had thoughts of suicide or anything close to it. And I don't go through long periods of dealing with it. It hasn't been something that was always in my life and in my Randolph as a 30-year-old black man, there you go. <laughs> it's harder for me to speak uh, to the people around me because I have to be everyone else's listening ears and backbone. Yeah, We both decided it was probably best for me to seek out help through a therapist. I wanted to ask Randolph on Facebook, how did he go about finding a therapist? But I figured this information could be helpful to more than just myself. <laughs> I also wanted to know other ways besides doing stand-up comedy. You guys keep yourselves mentally healthy. Any advice is greatly appreciated. Thanks, fellas. Raylan. First of all, comedy can have the opposite effect.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll discuss that in a little. It bit.
2: may or may not keep you <laughs> mentally healthy. It could, depending on what you're trying to get out of it. Um, but anyway, the how do you how do you how did you go about finding a therapist?
1: Uh, therapy started with um, first of all, blind luck. <laughs> Just blind luck. It's the first one you've. Yeah, it started like, it started with uh, marriage therapy. It started there. Just blind luck. Um uh, my wife found her. She was close to us. <laughs> right. That's, <laughs> That's always it. nice. She was close to us. Not
2: a long drive.
1: There you go. Um we went and talked to her together and then we had I was very much against it. My wife family I think we're coming up on seven, eight, nine years being married, maybe. Seven, eight, nine years, maybe. somewhere in like the, between that seven and nine range. And um, uh, my in-laws said, yeah, that was about the time when they started kind of having problems. And my uh, my parents said the same thing. Turns out that that seven, eight, nine year, that's the statistical breakdown of when the problem is going to come, there. Right. <laughs> right there. And uh, that's when you've got to kind of take it in hand so everybody was for it. Now, I was not. I was like, ah, I'm not doing this shit. I'm not doing that gay shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing this shit. And then we uh, went. Uh, she found her. Uh, we had, part of it was you meet together in this group, and then you do a couple of sessions with just one-on-one, and then you come back, and then you just keep doing the sessions moving forward, and then you make a decision as to whether you're going to stay with her or not. She was very much like, you decide if you're going to stay with me or not. And then she also did one-on-ones, and it just kind of morphed from there. And then after a time, we just decided we didn't need to go as a couple anymore, um, but I wanted to stay there. So I went from the person who wasn't going to do it at all to the person who was like, yeah, I should probably stay here, through my conversations with her. right? And again, that's just blind luck, because it could have went the other way. We could have found somebody who was... Who was not good for us? Right. And we wouldn't be here talking right now. You
2: guys should go ahead and get a divorce. Yeah,
1: we wouldn't be here talking. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't be here talking. In right my
2: now. professional opinion.
1: Yeah, go or ahead, didn't even man. say that. It just didn't give any kind of any kind of right. cognizant good advice. Right, right. Also, she was very much like um, she would notice things. Like we would sit on the we would sit on a couch from each other, and we'd be pissed, but our <laughs> yeah. legs would be. Facing towards each other, right? <laughs> and she was the like, body lines. See how you're thing. still facing towards each other, even though we're <laughs> messy. Yeah, she would point those things out. Right. So. All right. So you know, and then it kind of morphed into me going on my own, and that was a a big help. Of me going by myself, which I was going twice a month, and I would, I pulled it back to once a month.
2: Does uh, health insurance cover that?
1: If, yeah. After after a time.
2: Okay. Cause isn't that a whole thing for a lot of people They don't get depends that coverage.
1: depends on your insurance yeah some it people really have does.
2: issues with that it
1: really does I recommend it to to uh, everybody I'm just speaking to black people now I recommend it to black uh, people uh, specifically black men because we don't really have anybody to talk to uh, black women have a have a network of, of girls that they can talk to but I still think I still think you should go to somebody who has some training in how to be a brain wrangler <laughs> as opposed to <laughs> just going to talk to your people. You know, go, go to the to barber? Somebody, yeah. <laughs> go to somebody who has, uh, who has enough distance away from you, but you also need to go to somebody who understands you and can put themselves into your place so they can guide you correctly. Because that's really how therapist is, is just a, gu- is a guide. Right. Who can, who can guide you in a positive manner. Our, my therapist happens to be a, a uh, older Jewish gay woman. So, that <laughs> seems to have made a difference.
2: So, she understands some uh, marginalization struggles. Seems to have made a difference. Right. You know. Right.
1: And she's very much been a uh, a positive for me.
2: Does she start all our sentences with speaking as an older Jewish gay yeah, woman? Yeah, she does.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, well, oh, tell me more. She does, you know. So, I recommend I recommend it. Now's a good time. You're 30. You may as well go now. That's a good time.
2: I've often said that... Um, if people have issues and they don't address it by the time they get it like into their 30s, that's just, just going to be there. Like they, you know, you you got to get on the ball with that. Otherwise, it's going to fester and get worse and worse and yeah. worse. That's Especially big- if your issues are from like your parents because you can kind of spend your 20s just blaming your parents but now it's like you're a grown up. You can't just make it their fault forever. Right. Like you can't just say, oh my fuck, it can't be 37. But my parents fucked me up. Like you got a whole life you're living yourself
1: so well, you gotta, you, I mean, your parents—your parents may have fucked you up. Yeah, it's, but you it's can't. It's a just, highly distinct possibility. Yeah. But you got to get—it's it, your job to fix it. You got to get a handle on it. It
2: sucks that it's your job to you fix know. their problem, their mistake. But you can't just like lean on that. People in their twenties lean on that quite a bit. They're just like you know, they're motivated by anger toward their parents. <laughs> you know, like yeah, fuck you, mom and dad, and they're often motivated into destructive things, um, like doing drugs and drinking and sometimes doing things like comedy. Right. You know? Uh, yeah, Comedy can help. It can. <laughs> it depends on what you're trying to get out of comedy. If you're trying to get, like, fame and fortune, and, you know, there's a, there's a minuscule chance that you get that, and so you're always going to be angry, and you're always measuring yourself against everyone else. If you do an open mic, there's 15 other people on the show. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like, oh, this is gonna make me, it's gonna break me out of my rut, I'm gonna feel good about this, and then you have like the sixth best set, but five people did better. You could drive home going, man, that's uh, people did better than me. It didn't, because if you want like to be the best, have the best set and the total validation every single time you do comedy, you're not gonna get it. So how do you deal with that? So people do get kind of fucked up when they do comedy. I, I used to say a lot when I was younger, especially, and everyone else around me was younger comedy will take it can take your flaws and just make them worse it'll open up the wounds you have and poured lemon juice in them you know if you're not careful if you're just trying to get some artistic expression and you're just trying to express yourself as an artist and you're not necessarily prioritizing the wrong things you can get a lot out of comedy but if you're if you're trying to fill some void with like attention and adoration it's never going to be enough because someone no. else is going to have a better set than you. You're going to have ruts. You're going to have dry spells. You're not writing that well, that much. And then guess what? You're going to beat yourself up, and self-loathing comes back. It comes back worse, because now you've got another thing to loathe about yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not just your who you are as a person or what happened in your childhood. It's now this thing you're doing several nights a week. You start loathing about yourself, and you can't get out. It's hard to quit comedy. People say it's hard to start comedy. It's very hard to quit comedy.
1: Yeah, once you're in, it's in. For me, for, for comedy, as far as I was talking with Andy about this the other day, and I was just talking with with the Queen about it today, is um, nothing about comedy makes me happy anymore except being on the stage. Right. That's it. Everything else, I don't give a fuck. I don't particularly want to talk to comedians about, it, about comedy <laughs> anymore. I don't particularly care for it. Um, you know, young comics will come to the form of advice. I don't. I and it's 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 getting worse. I've, I was noticing. Yeah. I don't have any patience for young comics. I don't want to talk to young comedians. Um, I hate I hate that every smile to me when a comedian comes to me smiling feels fake. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you're smiling in my face because I book a show. That's the only reason right. you're smiling at me. Get the fuck away from me. Right. Know, every, everything feels, Every interaction feels forced and faked, unless it's with somebody who's of a certain age right. that I have a history with. Right. Every interaction feels forced and faked. Um, the only enjoyment I really take is, and, case uh, an example, going to the draft house to do the show. I don't want to go. 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 I make myself get up, get dressed, get in the car, and go. Standing around, don't want to be there. Don't want to be there. Don't want to be there. Yeah, right. Let's get everything together. Don't want to be there. Don't want to talk to anybody. I'm dumb. Don't want to talk. I don't want to talk to you. Get away from me. Why? Are you, why are you looking at me? What is this <laughs> fake ass smile about? Get the fuck away from
2: or me. Or they, all well, they walk up and don't say anything. Like, why are yeah. you standing there? What, what are you say? What by you came to for?
1: say? Yeah. What are you standing by me for now? Go away. Don't come over to me and say hi now. Like we're buddies. We're not buddies. We never were buddies. Why are you? Why the fuck are you talking to me? You know, there's a lot of that going on. Right. And then the minute I get on the stage, all that's gone. Right. And I'm like, okay, well. All that's gone because I know that I, this is it. Okay, so I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, you know, and, and Andy has seen me perform many times. I, there's no in my there's and not even in my mind enough. There's no drop off in my performance skills. No, if anything, it's going up. <laughs> if anything, if anything, like the the ability to jump right in and and crank an audience into into what I want them to do. It, that's going up. I've noticed. And then the minute I'm off, I'm like, ah, fuck these people. I don't want to. Not the audience. I'm yeah. Like, ah, just fuck this. I don't want to. Time to get the fuck out of here. And I just leave.
2: Right. <laughs> I just- well, also, we're since we run an open mic and we have for eleven years now, uh, we're around open micers mm-hmm. every week. If it was traveling every week, working on the road with just you and a couple openers, or you're right. one of the openers, or whatever. Right. It's three people in a green room. It's way different. Those right. are way different situations. Right. Uh, the host feature headliners hanging out, maybe with another guest spot, another friend of a comic. It's a much different interaction, mm. level of interaction than open mic night, which DC is full of great open mic nights. And so it's yeah. great if you want stage time, you go out, but you're at open mic nights. Yeah. You're in those environments. Like,
1: I don't want to talk to any of these people.
2: And the, the reward of getting on stage is still there. And the stages are great in DC right now. But yeah, that there are people who don't really hang out at open mics anymore but but they're you know headlining every week and they don't really have to
1: and that has become for me more and more so there's not I don't take any enjoyment out of cinema anymore other than the the performing aspect yeah that is still the thing the the writing the material the getting up on stage the delivering the material but everything that goes into it mm -mm. yeah I mean every aspect of it I don't like any (laughs) aspect of it just right. the writing, the material, then being on the stage. But everything else, I don't like any aspect of it, any, any And I barely like the people. <laughs> 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 and then it's just, and I say barely because yeah, there are people that I really like, but the rest of them, I'm like, <sighs> yeah, I don't I have no desire to talk to you. God, you're fucking fake. I feel like I feel like that in my head a lot. Fucking fakes.
2: Holden Caulfield, catcher in the rye. moment. everybody's a phony. <laughs> yeah, I'm like you fucking.
1: <laughs> what the fuck, you're man? You're all phonies. Fuck all of you. You know, I have a, I have a lot of that. Now it could just be me, or it could just be me seeing through a lot of things. I don't know, and I don't fight myself on it. Yeah. So that's the part of the reason why I don't, I don't. No, you shouldn't feel like this. And then that's that comes from therapy, right? Don't fight yourself on that. That's how you feel. That's how you feel.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't feel. I feel. I enjoy going out uh, to the extent that I've always enjoyed going out. I've never been a super social person, but I like socializing at least to the level that I enjoy it, and. If a comic asks me to watch their set, which, you know what they do sometimes is after their set, they'll say, did you watch my set? I'll say, no, you got to tell me to watch your set. Yeah, you better tell me. Otherwise, I'm I'm over here talking or I'm on my phone or I'm thinking about my set. Um, But comedy, for me, a lot of it, and this is, as a kid, I liked puzzles. Not like jigsaw Mm -hmm. puzzles, but like Rubik's Cube type shit or word searches or whatever. I liked solving problems. I used to take shit apart for no reason. Like, hey, I got a new alarm clock. Let me unscrew it and look inside and fuck with it. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And comedy for me is, I got this premise. How do I solve the puzzle? Where do I put the words? The words are supposed to go in the right places. And when someone asks me to watch their set, they're asking me to solve their puzzle, which I like because I like doing that. I like like solving puzzles. So I still get something out of that. If someone asks me, I'm like, oh, cool. Let me see if I can... Sometimes I don't have any I'm like a, keep getting up there, man. You know, yeah. like I don't have yeah. a line. But there are a lot of comics throughout DC from going back years from when I started. There are a lot of my lines in other people's mm-hmm. sets act because I like to give lines to people, like to help them solve the the problem. Mm-hmm. If even at a, like a show where it's a host feature headliner and someone's like, I wrote this thing today. What do you think? And even if I don't think it's that funny, I might be like, "Well, there's potential there." Let me, th- I then I start obsessing over their bit, or I watch yeah. them do it, and miss something will, will pop in my head, and I'll walk up to them and say, "Here's how you say that." But I still get the the nuts and bolts of it, not just writing alone, but like being in watching other people do comedy, turns that on in me, where I'm like, "Okay, I'm solving this puzzle, I'm fixing a thing." Even if I don't tell them, I got a line for you. It's still, I'm still like trying to improve jokes in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm listening to someone's CD, I'll I'll say a tagline out loud that they should have said. Yeah. You know, I'll be like, Oh, If sh- oh, I wish I would have known this guy, <laughs> you know, a year ago when he recorded, yeah. I would have told him this. Um. So I still get something out of that. That's part of the, I guess, in theory, that's part of the writing aspect. But uh, it's not even part of performing. Sometimes it's not just some part of just watching other people, or even just thinking about it myself. And then I still get something out of hanging out with comics, standing in a circle not as late like it's I don't hang out till 2am I'll hang out till like 1am the show ends at 1240 you know right. I still do that but at some point I'm like alright I gotta get home alright I've done this yeah. before if there was a diner on the corner by the draft house I'd probably go there every Saturday after the show yeah. with like four people and just like
1: yeah. like, well, like the old days
2: yeah like PD like but yeah I still want that I still would like that mm-hmm. uh, it's It's not set up that way people go to bars and shit or they just nowhere no to go but if there was a spot like that with like four but that's what it was even 15 years ago it was me chad mike payne rob mayer after every open mic going to silver diner and tyson's and just hanging out um and maybe a couple other people would go with us you know mm-hmm. and before that like even even sometimes mike bigley would come out with us like he when he was doing open mics it was that was i like to go into somewhere with like four people yeah. and just hanging out not a bar not like a a picnic, <laughs> a yeah. community picnic. Yeah, I don't like any of that shit. But uh, a few you know. people, I'm still down for that yeah. all the time. If they're people I don't really know, if they're like open because I don't know that well, I'll get bored. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, okay, I got to start checking my phone. Yeah, and gotta go. But if it's like people we know already, like Petey and Haywood. Yeah, it's grown
1: like, grownups, Mike B, yeah. Haywood, Petey. Then I still enjoy that aspect. But it's aspect. different. I will talk with you. Like yeah. I talked with Lamberth on the phone. <laughs> we just talked the other day. We did a... A Patreon for his Patreon, yeah. But I talk to him a couple times a week. You know what I mean? A couple three times a week. We don't. We talk about comedy. We talk about all kinds of stuff. We talk about his parents. Talk about my parents. Yeah. Talk about the job. We talk about everything. You know. Um, so that's a different. That's a different feel. It's more friendship. Yeah. Yeah. I'm at the point now. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to talk to you about you just for laughs audition. I really don't. Right. I don't care to talk to you about it at all (laughs) yeah i just at all you're a reminder to me yeah so i don't i don't need to be reminded yeah i'm still interested of anything yeah i'm still
2: i haven't gotten to that point yet i'm still interested you know
1: and i'll hear i'll hear about it at some point but i don't need to be reminded of anything from you i don't i don't care to but like i said as for the comedy i'm still getting better i can feel that i feel that i'm still getting better because i know I know, and I'm like, it's all for, it's all for nothing. <laughs> you know, yeah, Getting better for nothing. <laughs> well, it could, you
2: know, it's interesting because there are headliners who like they travel a lot, like 40 weeks a year. Mm-hmm. And they don't bring openers and they're out. And there are some headliners who tend to sort of hang out with the local feature or local MC for like four days. Mm-hmm. And then they move to the next town and do that again. And they might have gone the other way where it's too lonely. Right, and they're like, I need some. I need like a four-day friendship Mm -hmm. with a comic because we can talk on the same level. I've never met them. Uh, They might be one of them. At least might be like an open micer who just started hosting. But I need that now. Yeah. So I guess there's. It does swing the other way. Where if you were in that position, you might be like. Uh, I gotta stand in that circle. I yeah, gotta stand probably. in little too.
1: I'm 2 a. the kind of guy that I can be inside my own head a lot anyway. Yeah, I've noticed now and also through therapy. So right, that I'm I'm thinking a lot more. I can read a book for, for right. an hour. There's nothing. Is that one thing I love about New York? And somebody said this. I don't know what comic said this, but um, it's one thing I loved about New York is that. Oh, it was Patrice. When you're in a house with a woman, and women don't understand for men we want to be in the house with you, but we don't want to be with you. Right. (laughs) Like, I'm comfortable being in the house with you if you're in the next room. I don't have to be sitting (laughs) next to you. That's how I feel about, like, a city like New York or something like that. I like the energy of New York. I like walking through cities. I like walking through D.C. I like the energy of walking through Clarendon, and I also like the fact that I don't have to speak to any of you. (laughs) Right. Because I don't want to talk to any of you. Oh, I will talk to you. Right. (laughs) I will. Right. But I don't want to. (laughs) I will. (laughs) not not a question if you talk to me hey "Hey, good how you doing but i don't want to talk to anybody right that's the thing about new york that i really liked
2: well some people are just loners too you know and And i've
1: never thought of myself as a loner because i'll talk to
2: yeah i used to think myself as i still think myself (laughs) as a loner even when people are standing in a circle sometimes i'll retreat and go by myself and just you know pull up my phone or whatever start texting somebody but uh yeah and a lot of comics are loners that's the other thing is like, because I'm not the type of person who initiates a lot of conversations. Mm -hmm. People come up to me and talk, and I'm super talkative, but if they don't, I don't. And there are a lot of people on the scene that I've barely ever had a conversation with, like people that have been around long enough where I should've, but they're the same way. I'll notice that in other people, like, oh, me and this person have this thing in common, Mm And that thing in common actually prevents us from, yeah, having, from having any, any kind of bond.
1: Any kind of useful conversation. Yeah, because
2: we're both kind of loners and keep to ourselves. And then when we do interact, it's because other people walk up to us and start right. talking. Unless it's like, you know, somebody who's already a good friend, like, you know, Petey's there, I'll walk up to Petey. Right. Hey,
1: man, what's happening? Yeah. You know, we're sitting there talking. We'll talk I'll talk to Petey all day. Yeah. But I'll walk
2: <laughs> I'll I'll have people that I'm close like that with where I'll not talk to them at all throughout I'll just give him a little head nod what's up and then i'll go do my own thing for the entire two and a half hours that i'm there
1: right
2: and then just leave like oh all right cool man yeah we'll talk later and that's fine right, right. i don't feel like i've missed out either right. because i'm a loner but um the other loners get it but the people who aren't loners are like why is this guy talking to me right you know like they get it they get in their heads about it and then it's like i don't mean anything by it it's just right i'd rather just i
1: also don't like the game of of uh we're gonna play what I call the polite game, where you have something I want. Yeah. For whatever reason, I've decided that I don't like you, but I'm gonna be polite around you because I, well, I'm not that. I'm just I'm not that dude. Man. Right. Like, don't talk to me. <laughs> you don't have to talk to me at all in order for me to decide to put you on a show or go talk to anybody. They don't, don't know that. Give a fuck. Don't speak to me because <laughs> if that makes me matter. Than anything else, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah,
2: because yeah. there are people assume they like <laughs> I can't be an asshole to this person. I want to work their room. Yeah, and some people do play up the the glad handing too much. Yeah,
1: which I don't. I fuck you. I don't yeah. want to talk. I don't want to talk to you. We don't. We don't even speak beyond this. If I see you out somewhere, you don't even speak to me. But now I'm standing here, so now you want to come over and say hello to me? It's like fuck off. That so shit I, makes me madder than anything else.
2: I tell people like if they want to email me for a spot, yeah, I tell them all the time. Even if it's people I'm cool with. I'll just say, just I don't care what the email says. I just need it in my inbox. Yeah, that you asked. It could say, "Book me, you piece of shit." Like I don't. I'm not even gonna read it. Yeah, I just need to know. I, you gotta remind me that you're looking for spots. But then there are people who are like the email is like
1: "Good afternoon." Hi, Andy. Um,
2: <laughs> I hope this email finds you well.
1: Yeah, that whole email is just "Hi." Like, that's what's it's the email. like. Stop.
2: Hello. <laughs> I was calling. I was emailing to inquire about any any spots you have coming up at the Draft House show. I would love to do it. If you don't have any spots, that's fine yeah. too. I, you know, it's like don't, I'm not going to read it. Stop it. it. How was your day going? I hope fine. <laughs> you know, and, I, and some people, that's their personality. They're pleasant. They're sunny. Yeah, and I get it, but. I just need your name in my inbox so when I'm thinking of people to book and be like, oh, that person just emailed me. Reminder type shit. Yeah. I wish there was a way to just email someone a reminder like just, hey, me, and then that's yeah. it. Yeah. just I mean, Facebook has the wave feature. No one ever uses the wave Yeah, no messenger. one uses it. If someone uses the wave, you're like, oh, just like some, someone's grandma that doesn't know <laughs> how to, they don't know how to push the right <laughs> hey, buttons.
1: Why would you give your grandmother your Facebook login?
2: Yeah, but I actually like the way, I like the idea of just, hey, me, I'm here. Okay, that's right. Yeah, remind me again that you exist because there's so many comics, if I'm looking to book a, a spot, I might forget about you if you if right. I haven't seen you in a while and we don't talk much because I don't talk Ain't to no people might.
1: much. You're going to get forgotten.
2: <clears throat> and if you don't talk to people much either, if we're both like that, I'm not going to talk to you much and you won't be on my mind. But I literally just need an email or any sort of communication that just says, and you know what people do? I think this is one way people do that. It's a little sneaky because I've noticed it. Someone will email me. I don't reply to emails very often. I'll tell people like I'm not going to reply to it, but I'll I'll get it, trust me. I'll I'll see it. And then if I haven't replied in a few days, that person will a little more than than usual like a Facebook post. Oh
1: yeah, absolutely.
2: <laughs> but that's their way of waving. That's their way yeah. of saying, "Hey, I'm here. My my name popped up in your notifications." And I don't think I do that with other people. I'm pretty sure I don't, but I I feel like I know that move. That like that like thing or the yeah. reaction on Facebook or the the like on Twitter where it's like oh you just emailed me and now you're liking my stuff oh, you just want me to acknowledge
1: yeah do you, do you know me
2: yeah you just want to you just want me to know that you're out there which is exactly what I want so it actually works because I'll be like oh that's oh yeah that's right so and so yeah we got a spot we got to throw that guy a spot we haven't put him on in a while that kind of thing <laughs> it could be all nonverbal <laughs> yeah <laughs> unspoken <laughs> Just a series of waves and hearts.
1: If I never spoke to you again, it would be okay. <laughs> right, we're cool. If I never spoke to you, for the mental, for my mental health now is, again through. Uh, working out is a big is a big part for me. Obviously, um, spending time with my family now is another is another big one, which can see honestly can be kind of chorish, but it's a chore yeah. that needs to be done. Right. You know what I mean? Um reading, trying to um, expand my mind into the directions that I'm looking to go. That's another one that works for me. Writing is another one that works for me. Those my therapist really kinda pushed me in that direction. Trying to write stuff down. I've never claimed to be a writer nor will I ever try to be. Play Once a week bass, on media. Once a week on Medium.com. Once a week, Medium.com, <laughs> off, Terrence, unless I, something, listen, I get fucking mad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, playing bass is is another one. Uh, trying not to brood on the on life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, because that happens a lot. Um, just trying to, trying to be balanced outside of stand-up. You know, trying to do other things. Yeah. You know, and not being afraid of, pushing myself in other directions, you know that's a big one for me
2: well that's one thing i've for me like since we're at this point in comedy where we're sort of uh we're sort of old done, news has been done. old news yeah it's there's a liberation in that because yeah. you don't have to worry about pleasing the right quote unquote people yeah so you start you know? talk,
1: you start saying things more that you wouldn't normally say which means you reach for instance the like, right people uh, I don't like anything about stand up other than stand up other than the yeah. actual stand up I would never have said that 10 years ago even if I even if I felt this way I wouldn't have said it because I'm afraid one was going to hear it
2: but because that's more real <laughs> hear me say it out of my mouth. the people you reach you'll reach on a deeper level yeah that's just, it's just kind of like that thing where you have a bit that uh, that 80% of the crowd hates, but yeah. that two tables in the back love, love it.
1: it yeah. Love the show. They
2: love that. They're laughing super hard and yeah. everyone else is like horrified. Yeah. Those people who are laughing super hard are going to look you up on Twitter. They're right. going to look you up anywhere else. They're going to come up to you and talk to you. Whereas if you had a bit that just does pretty well amongst 100% of the crowd, they're going to all forget what you said. Yeah. And I don't want So them. it's like it is it is liberating to say, you know what? I'm I'm not bound by any, um, you know, I don't know, any any paradigm about getting industry right. or getting this or that. I'm just gonna do whatever the fuck I want to do and be funny. You can't you can't start bombing. <laughs> you yeah. can't be like, I'm just gonna be terrible as a comic.
1: Yeah, we always gotta remember yeah. what the job is. <laughs>
2: but you're free and if you're gonna record albums independently, you're again you don't have to worry about I need to get booked in the right room and record and have a deal for this. You can kinda do whatever you want. Now obviously the money is not as good. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, uh, Fucking freeloaders. <laughs> but there's there's liberation in that, and the people you do reach are going to like you more than if you were just kind of a middle of the road milk toast, you know, standard issue comic. You might get more places and get more bookings, but it'll be like, ah, eh, whatever. That guy, yeah, yeah that guy. Yeah. and
1: there's a, and there's a lot of people like that. Yeah, all we call them milk toast, white bread milk toast, but they're all <laughs> colors.
2: Right. All oh, milk toasts can be uh, any color.
1: Yeah, that's all. It's just ugh
2: state it's, of the chart it's
1: lot, yeah it's great but so what
2: yeah you know? right and you don't remember anything they said yeah, afterwards great, so they what? killed but you don't remember a word they said so there's to me I try to focus on the liberating part of that mm-hmm. which is uh, total freedom if you want it to say whatever you want and then you have to look within yourself we were talking to Milner on Monday about getting more confessional or finding mm-hmm. different things to talk about it's up to you you can still be whatever you want to be as a comic but you have an ocean of possibilities in front of you and that can be daunting too, because it's like, well, which path do I take? Yeah,
1: what do I there's do? Too many. Where do I go?
2: There's too many paths. If there's one path, you're like, this is, I got to focus on this, and then I got to focus on that audition. I got to get my 10 minutes. Now I get my 20 minutes. Now I get my feature set. Now I get my headline set. And now, like, it's like, well, okay, this none of it really matters except be funny and talk about what I want to talk about. And then, you know, I'll make my little bit of money off gigs here and there, um, unheralded, whatever. Uh, Unsung But There is positive in that You know There are people who are trapped In their act Who are headlining 40 times a year Who are trapped And they're probably miserable Yeah. Yeah With comedy, with the getting on the stage part. Yeah, miserable like,
1: with everything. But they keep doing it because this is what they got to do now.
2: There are a lot of people who are miserable with the on-stage part, but they're there for the hangout. Right. They love the bar before the show, the bar right. after the show. A lot. Going to a club after <laughs> the show, getting drunk. They're probably drinking away the pain, but there, there are the opposite, the literal opposite, like yeah. the, the photo negative of that. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of those guys out there who have a comfortable living doing stand-up, mm-hmm. and it's like, fuck, another cruise ship gig. You yeah. know, another, another shitty club in the Midwest that's going to have to neuter myself to do. And then it's like the comedy part is what they hate. Yeah. You know, and sometimes they try to break out of it. And I'm going to do a real joke. And then the crowd's like, whoa, boo. Uh,
1: the uh, Bob Saget. <laughs> right. All you got to do is look at Bob Saget's life. Right. Just look at his life. Yeah. Got that, got that television show. Got Full House with uh, him and uh, Aunt Becky, who we'll talk about later. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Got that television show, and uh, his act—he was a filthy comedian. Yeah. And I say that in the best of terms. He was a filthy comedian. He was doing well with it. Got the show. Had to neuter up everything. Had to had to basically turn himself into Dave Coulier, who was a guy who was a clean act doing right, doing um, nice guy. He is a nice guy. What's (laughs) the uh, the moose? Uh, doing yeah, the bull ankle impressions and stuff yeah. like that. And Bob Saget was not, but he had to neuter himself up. And then when he tried to go back to stand up, <laughs> people were like, "Wait a minute!" Oh, crowds are
3: horrified.
1: Yeah, <laughs> this is yeah. this is what it is now he's he's like he can't. He never was able to regain the traction of doing what he wanted to do, yeah. which was develop into the stand up comedian that he wanted to be. He's
2: set for life financially.
1: He is, and he he says <laughs> it. He's like, "Yeah, I got you know my daughters live I have two dollars, they live well."
2: Well, Gary Owen had a similar thing where he was getting a little frustrated by being uh, boxed in as mm-hmm. just being like the, you know, I'm a white guy as a as the sort of the white guy. informing every bit the that he The white black guy, yeah. Yeah. And, and he sort of lamented that a bit, but it was like an interview he did like two years ago now. But on the other hand, he makes a million dollars a year mm-hmm. and a lot of people have jobs they hate where they make, you know, $40,000 a year. You just have a job you don't like very much, but it makes you a million bucks. So it's like, Okay, artistically you're not fulfilled. Right. But you're doing okay. But if you want the artistic fulfillment, you're gonna have to pull the George Carlin or Richard Pryor Dan and Cook tried throw it. it all away. It didn't work
1: for Dan Cook, he yeah, tried.
2: Take off the suit basically. You know. yeah, but Dan I Cook think tried with
1: it. Dan Cook there wasn't anything really there. Well, and that's the thing. Carlin
2: found who he really was. Right. He wasn't the guy talking to, you know, Midwestern housewives mm-hmm. prior to. He wasn't the suit guy. That was was the fake thing. Right. And so, and I don't think, like, you know, some of these guys, they don't find who they really are afterwards. They're just, Dane Cook, I don't know if he found a a realer Dane Cook when he walked away.
1: I think that Dane Cook, that guy that was there, that's Dane Cook. Yeah. Yeah. And he listened to everybody say that you should, this is all you're going to do? It's not real, man. I can can do more real stuff. I have pain in my life. Yeah. Well, that's not who you are.
2: But he's a silly guy. Yeah. And Gary Owen, I don't know if there's a... if there's everyone has bits they can't do because uh, they're just not going to do well i don't know if there's a real or gary owen in there but in the meantime he's financially at least he's fine right Artistically maybe he's a little frustrated right but anyway that's the emails right. yeah,
1: um, yeah. I mean, thank you for <laughs> depressing the shit out of us thanks buddy we uh, appreciate you
2: yeah I was, I was 46 minutes in already.
1: <laughs> <I> appreciate you <laughs> yeah um, and, uh he he worked with Aunt becky Lori laughlin
2: yeah, yeah. She, um, she's what? She, Whose wife is she on the show? Uh,
1: John uh, Stamos' wife.
2: That's John Stamos, right? Yeah. That um, shit
1: made that shit made me so mad.
2: Three guys on a Gmail, by the way, if you wanna email thank us, thank y'all, or uh, tweet at us, or whatever you can do that, or a Patreon if you're a patron.
1: That shit made me so 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 mad.
2: The college recruiting or whatever schedule. Yeah. It's not maybe, really recruiting, They'd Be
1: very angry. Um, they're still not the not the scandal yeah because that's look We this is how it's been done forever what makes me mad is that you go after affirmative action both barrels and every, right. listen everybody I said this on, on Lambert's podcast so by now some of you have already heard it and if you're not listening I hope you are I'm on his Patreon page um, everybody black I know which means all of us everybody black I know has a story of either being in a school, a job, on a team, on a comedy stage, somewhere right? where somebody has told you that the only reason you're there is because you're black. The only right. reason you're there is for affirmative action. Everybody black I know. How'd you and get in? Not just from Republicans, right? from everybody, from just white, and by extension, anybody else who's not black. Because black people are seen as the only people who are aided by affirmative action, and somehow, because of slavery, we get over now on everything else. I mean, I read a thing where a guy said that um, people would tell him, well, I wish my kids – Ellie Mistel, who you guys should all be following, saying people would tell him, yeah, you should be – I wish my kids were black. No, you do not. Right you fucking idiot. Right. I would never wish my children were anything other my child was anything other than what she is. But don't as a white person tell me you wish your child was black because you have no concept of what you just said.
2: Well, <laughs> they wish their child was black for the 10 minutes their college application, application? gets reviewed right. and then they wish their child was white again and yeah. before.
1: Yeah, you also. don't wish your child was black when, they're, when the professor thinks that they're not as intelligent just based on their skin color. Right. You don't think that. Right. So shut the fuck up. That's a highly ignorant and insulting things or
2: when they're more likely to get uh things on their middle and high school records that will yeah. affect their college entrance right like disciplinary actions right. right or um more likely to be put into a remedial right. uh track you right. know because right. of a, a bad grade or two you well, don't
1: you want gotta, that you got to worry that your kid even just your kid leaving the fucking house every day you got to worry about that right being around people who look like you Right, and you gotta and you gotta worry about that. Affirmative
0: of action is a
2: correction, that. right? But in order to have a correction, you have to have an incorrection first.
1: I saw a guy. You don't want your
2: kids having the incorrect part. Yeah, you just want them having the, the extra the
1: correction. Part. Yeah, I saw a guy a correction that they don't deserve. Right. I saw a guy on um from Baltimore who I don't fuck with, but I see him popping up in different <laughs> places on Facebook. Can you think of what his name is? There's a few of those guys in Baltimore. I can't think what his name is because I, I don't fuck with him. And he said that uh, he felt like what these parents were doing was a uh, reaction to affirmative action.
2: It might have been, but it's... But
1: it's, it's not because <laughs> this has been happening since before affirmative action. Right. Affirmative action is a, is a reaction to this happening. Right. You have that backwards. Right. It's backwards. You're, you're completely backwards on that. Well,
2: they're misunderstanding the whole But you don't thing. understand
1: because you've just decided, first of all, Just right off the bat, if you don't know that the top recipients of affirmative action are white women, if you don't know that, then you should sit in the fucking corner and not talk about this because you're not qualified. Right. (laughs) You don't know anything about it if you don't know that because white women are the top recipient of, of quote unquote affirmative action policies. They are. And then it trickles down. So sit your fucking ass down and shut your mouth because you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You just to to everybody white, whether they be liberal or conservative, just white. Black is bad, and somehow black people are taking stuff away from my child. Right. That's because really, they see education as this finite resource. Right. And and I got to get it all for my child. And the other parents, because I've seen this happen around here, the other parents who call themselves cool and allies will say we well, have to understand when when people are well, how people think about their children no i don't because it negatively it negatively impacts my child they you want what's best idiot. they're just doing what are you what's fucking best saying you fucking idiot
2: yeah they're just trying to do i mean the motivation is pure is yeah. what they're saying
1: it's not <laughs> it's not it's if based is- on falsehoods yeah. From the get-go.
2: If someone is starving and they steal a loaf of bread, the motivation is pure. Pure, yeah. You know, but <laughs> they still, someone else has now shorted yeah. the money in their store they should have made off that bread. Right. So they've still stolen, but they don't see it that way. They just see it as, you know, we're just trying to game. They think a affirmative action is minorities gaming the system. Mm-hmm. So they have to now find their game for the system. Yeah. And sometimes it's, it's, it's shit like this. Yeah. Legacy. I mean the legacy's just been going on for years. But even you know? but
1: I was just about to say, but even like what these what these parents I mean Felicity Huffman and Lori Laughlin are the biggest ones, but you're talking all kinds of all kinds of people um, across a spectrum. Yeah. Just the one thing they all have in common is they have money. But even beyond this overt fraud, you still have people who spend many thousands of dollars preparing their children to take SATs, right. spend many thousands of dollars on tutors, spend many thousands of dollars helping people write their kids' resume, uh, get their kids into unpaid internships. Right. You know, Because they're, the reason why their kids are able to be in un- unpaid internships is because they have the money that they can support their child when the child is in an unpaid internship. Do all of these things that are, I call it economic... Uh, economic segregation do all these things that are economic segregation for the uh, for the hope of this somehow this education that's going to set their child up for life and a big part of it is so that you can then say I have a child who goes to Harvard or Right. I have a, what I don't understand is the whole I have a child who goes to USC who gives a yeah. fuck
2: <laughs> I think it's
1: technically I can that, see Georgetown isn't it like a top USC? 30 school though right. it depends I mean, on the I program guess, I guess I, I'm thinking why aren't you fucking with Stanford <laughs> you know right. although Stanford's part of it <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know but why aren't you fucking with Stanford
2: also Lori Loughlin she, I mean, she has two daughters but the one that the Olivia she's Jade she's there
1: too she, she pulled out the older daughter yeah. pulled out I think yeah.
2: they're both pulling but Olivia Jade who is the one who? No, they are. Is uh, yeah. I, I mean, she's I read that. she's the one who's getting the most right. like, screen time on it. She has two million YouTube followers. Right, she has a living that right. she can make off. I mean, they make people with that many followers or subscri- subscribers right, make right. money.
1: Well, Sephora, yeah, it was giving her money. Right, she gets. So just they all to get go on just to go on her YouTube screen and wave their cosmetics. Yeah, them?
2: they promote shit. They get promoted posts. So it's like, why do you even need college? Like, you just start your whatever Kylie Jenner kind of uh, business empire now unless college was part of like, oh, I can promote this, like eh, promote to college kids because I am one. You know, here's me in my dorm with my Amazon dorm setup, which she did.
1: Right. But it's like, why even
2: going to college? Just skip that shit. Go later. Because
1: her, her mother wants her to go to college so she can say that she graduated from USC. Yeah. That's the only reason. You know, so she can have something to say at the, uh, at parties. She can um, also leverage that for marketing. Little too. Olivia's at, at USC, you know, and then later on in life when people are like, Hey, you're kind of a fucking idiot.
2: Yeah,
3: she
1: can say, "Well, I graduated from USC. I have a degree.
2: I
3: have a degree in from USC sociology. Yeah,
1: from USC, <laughs> just like Jared Kushner. Well, I have a Harvard. I have a Harvard degree. Yeah, how'd you get into Harvard? Right. Oh, I had grades. I busted my ass. Yeah. Well, we know that your father paid two point five million dollars right. to get you into Harvard, and he you can't that.
2: you can't read the questions on a security clearance form. Right. I mean, they're they're kind of complicated questions the first time you read them. But not the hundredth time. No, <laughs> you can't no. you're revising your shit a hundred times. How'd you not understand what they were asking? No. You went to Harvard.
1: Yeah, you went to Harvard. You're supposed to be in the intelligent cream of the crop, cream of the cream. There are you people know?
2: in the just got out of the boot camp filling out the same form I know. I know. <laughs> like eighteen years old and had to go to the military because they couldn't get into college and they need a clearance because they got a, yeah. a a job in the military that requires one. They're they're interpreting the same questions correctly right, right. that Jared Kushner Misunderstood, quote unquote, right? Uh, dozens of times, but he's intelligent. You know? Yeah,
1: you know, But in the same time, your your father in law, who's now the fucking president of the United States, right, is threatening schools to not release his transcript. Right. Meanwhile, at the exact same time, he's telling America that Barack Obama should release his transcripts just right. to prove that he's intelligent because he's a nigga. Because the suspicion of affirmative action aren't that intelligent. Yeah, you know, but. Donald Trump had true affirmative action. Yeah, somebody somebody paid money to get Donald Trump into a school. Somebody paid money to get Jared Kushner into school. Let's be honest. I don't know anything about Tiffany Trump. Do we honestly believe she had the grades to get into Georgetown? <laughs> I don't, it's hard to. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Isn't it hard to just imagine that coming out of that fucking family? Come the thing on. Thing is, man. the
2: track there on like Barron, and goes to a, a pretty high level high school in D.C. Yeah. And so Sidwell, people on that track will, you know, like all yeah. the presidents, the, because often they go to like Sidwell Friends and all these yeah. high-level schools. Everyone from those schools goes to high-level colleges. So mm-hmm. It's great on your application. So right. at some point, you're just kind of fl- you floating. You're just
1: in. floating along. Because <clears throat> even floating. if you're
2: a C-plus student at Sidwell Friends, you have Sidwell Friends. Yeah. You know, you're you're like, just
1: floating along. All of that is affirmative action. Yeah, you know, I saw Megan McCain complaining about how there was nothing wrong with legacy admissions. I'm like, yeah, because your your name is McCain, but and she, your dad was John McCain, and you will tell us that repeatedly. <laughs> that's
2: what she made that about her. They yeah. were like legacies, blah blah blah. She was like, well, in my case, like it's not about you, lady. It's yeah. uh, my dad and my grandfather went to the Naval Academy and this and that, and it's, it's like, well, okay that's
1: not what we're talking about. But she has right. to make
2: shit about herself. Right. That's the way, that's right. her way. She also
1: life. feels guilty about being John McCain's daughter. That's why she keeps saying it. Right. You know, it's she. She. she's living the affirmative action hustle right now. You
2: know what she's doing? She's a comic who's doing the same set 10 years later. Yeah. It's so like, well, you had a tight five 10 years ago, but <laughs> yeah. write some new shit. You yeah. got, I'm John McCain's daughter again yeah. as your opener and closer. Like, how are you getting away with this? Yep.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> she and she is she I think she feels guilt about that because she doesn't have any discernible talents. Right. I saw her on a thing with Paul Bagala. somebody reposted that after her after her crying jag about uh uh what Omar said about uh Muslims, yeah, and she was saying something something about Ronald Reagan, and Paul Bagala was talking about Ronald Reagan, and she was like, "Well, I was too young, I wasn't alive at that time, and Paul Bagala goes well I don't know anything about the French Revolution I wasn't alive <laughs> at the time but I know about it right and then she and then she immediately turned it into I know I'm a blonde but you don't have to pick on me I was like nobody said anything oh, about no. your fucking your fucking gender or being blonde but nobody they just glossed over that I don't fucking yeah. laid into her if I was Paul Bagala. bitch I didn't say nothing about that I'm talking about you yeah you know? specifically you yeah you know but she, or Harvard or, 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 or
2: oh, you know this you. is the I'll, 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 I'll write it back but she's that classic like everything's about me it's yeah. like this is not we're not talking we're not attacking you. This is I'm the sure. legacy thing. God. This has nothing to do with John McCain of the Naval Academy. It's literally zero. And she interrupts to throw that in there.
1: Okay, there's That's such the a academic. thing as
2: legacy admissions, which means if your parents went to Brown or Harvard or, 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 you know, UP, you can go. But it's interesting because the idea of legacy admissions is racist in nature. And I'll tell you why. It started it in the 20s to keep out up upwardly mobile immigrants who had started pushing for admission to elite schools. Yeah, And I think that that is a very, very bad system. Legacy. Why should your kid get in because you got in? Yeah. Okay. Well, well, the only thing I will say is when it comes to military. No, just because you got in. Right. Now, your kid could get in because they have the merit to get in. Right. But the key thing was because Because you got in. Because you got in. Megan McCain just takes it as, well, you can go to the same school as your dad.
1: Annie, I was the first. person in my whole family to go to academies, in Military academies. My my family goes back generations at the Naval Academy, mm-hmm. and
0: that's service to your country. Academy. So I would push back in that in that part of it because my grandfather, great grandfather, my brothers, they all serve their yeah, country. Yeah, but if you don't have the grades, a, why, should, why should you? They benefit did have from the that. grades. My brother did, but I don't think there's anything.
2: Well, they, to, they did have the grades. That's the point. That's well, then we're not talking about she's you. She's making it completely about her.
1: Be ashamed of the fact that my family's legacy is at the Naval Academy. My father's buried there. I'm not talking about your oh.
2: family. I'm oh. talking oh. about legacy. I'm talking about the policy of where legacy admissions came from. I'm, very, so I'm keep, very proud of it was my to family's keep legacy the people the Naval Academy. And Jews probably God, out of the She's colleges. so. Well, yeah. let me say
1: That's I what mean, it's I, about. Yeah. Just, one that's
2: she, all it's about. She's not even talking about what they're talking
1: about. No. My question is, will these parents go to jail? I mean, the U.S. No. attorney said
0: no. that there shouldn't be disparate <laughs> <No>. treatment. <laughs> no. No. I wonder, but
1: that's, but that see, American okay, so what you just saw was what whiteness does. Now she's just sitting there stewing, but that's what whiteness does. You said legacy. That's exactly what you is talking about is
2: the, but that she wasn't using legacy in the way Megan McCain was using legacy. Right. Megan McCain was our legacy at the Naval Academy means we just have a lot of people that went there.
1: Joy That's Behar was saying about. legacy You get in just because as a policy somebody, Yeah somebody lets you in because someone and you're not qualified, but you get in.
2: She pulled the old uh white woman. What
1: about me? Exactly. She's good at it. Yeah. And then they let her go. Yeah. And they let her just talk. No one's t- and Joy even told her, no one's talking about that.
2: Right. What are you doing?
1: Because Joy knew exactly what she was talking about. Yeah. You know, they always often hold Joy out as the unintelligent one. I'm like, no, she's not.
2: Right. <laughs>
1: no, she's not. She knows exactly what she's talking
2: about. I'm sorry, but I am proud of my family's legacy at the and Naval Academy. That's
1: not what we're talking about.
2: It has a zero to do with the My
1: brothers had the grades. Did your dad? Because according to most things, your dad was a C student at right. best. That doesn't get you in the Naval Academy. He might
2: have had the grades. He might not have. <laughs> you know. His military service turned out fine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, depending on yeah, who you talk to. Yeah. <laughs> well,
2: yeah. Uh, Trump notwithstanding. Yeah. But- like she, she's not even interpreting it properly because it's it's not about her and she needs to make it about her. And when she says legacy, it means a different thing. because she has to make it. I hope you're not attacking me when I say legacy. You know, like, bitch, we're not.
1: <laughs> bitch, you not. Bitch,
2: we're not. <laughs> I'm like I hope you're not. I mean, it's like that's not at all what we're saying.
1: <laughs> you, we're having two completely different, different conversations. conversations. You because you feel attacked now. Yeah. You know, which you shouldn't. But the fact that you do tells me that you feel some kind of guilt about yeah. this. Yeah.
3: Bitch you not. That was too low.
1: Bitch <laughs> to you not. You know you feel some kind of way about this. I don't get why. You're yeah. a Nazi. Yeah. yeah well, right. <laughs> I'm
2: proud of my family, Nazi heritage.
1: Yeah. Well, you know
2: that's a that's a that's a heritage argument right there. Yeah. Just Because we came from it, it's good. Right. No, not
1: necessarily. Right. No. <laughs> the, system, well, the system was the system was the system is set up to be extremely was set up just. Based in based in racism and classism, higher university. This is why people, it's like oh, these, they're paying money. This is how the university system in this country has always been. Higher university was designed so that the it's the aristocracy, their children could go to school, and some some and everybody else other than the aristocracy, there was no schooling for them. There was nobody. There was no state schools back then. Yeah. There was only Ivy League schools, only select schools, and you had to you had to legacy into these schools, and you were taken in. That's or, how it worked, or
2: you passed the entrance exam, which they don't do anymore. Yeah, that's how that's how too it many undesirables started taking the entrance exam, and so they getting in started throwing in like, what about your uh, extracurricular
1: activities, which is what, which will be things that you couldn't afford to do, and yeah. they do it now.
2: What about your uh, AP classes? Right. Oh, my school doesn't offer those. My school
1: doesn't offer those. Oh. Oh, well. <laughs> is I mean, that so? You know, and then they'll, what they will do is they'll point to the exceptional brown person who's there to say, see, right? these people do get in, see, and then it, too many of them started to get in, so then it became, well, there must be affirmative action allowing yeah. them to get in, and these pieces, of sh- these pieces of shit are just spending money, like uh, I, was, I was saying on Mondays. On Monday's pod with uh, Chris Miller over at the Patreon, uh, freeloaders. That one of my client's sisters works in works in admissions at Wake Forest. She texted her that day. We were standing right there when the story broke. She was like, "Oh shit!" because <laughs> yeah. then we found out that it, Wake was one of the schools. And she texted her sister. Sister was like, "Yeah, they first of all they fired the the volleyball coach that day. As soon as yeah. the story broke, they they were you are like, 'You're you're out. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here.'" <laughs> and then. uh, yeah, you can clean out your office. <laughs> right. She was saying, well, I don't think that they they didn't they can look at my bank account because I don't have any money anyway. So they can look for me. I'm like, oh, they looked. You better believe they looked. <laughs> they looked all over your shit. You just didn't have any weirdly big withdrawals right. or deposits. <laughs> no new
2: convertibles. <laughs> yeah. You just well, they just showed them.
1: You can trust and believe they looked. <laughs> they looked at everybody at that school, and then they, they settled in on the volleyball coach. They checked the other sports. <laughs> they looked right. at a lot of shit. You know, and it's it's just considering what what black children go through in the school, and I only speak to black children in this, but you can insert Latino or poor. Considering what they go through to get into schools here, this is disgusting. It's disgusting. Just not even the the process. It's just everything you have to take after you're there everything you have to deal with after you're there, that these pieces of shit yeah. <laughs> these parents buy their way in don't have to, and they still see themselves as better than all these other people. I was reading a thing um, that Princeton, a big part of Princeton, a lot of the black students are on work study, which means they end up working in the cafeteria and stuff like that while they're going to school there. And then that means they're serving these people. How do you think these people look at them when they see them in class the next day? They don't right. see them as classmates and equal. They see them as servants and the help. Right. Like, you pieces of shit. In the meantime, your daddy is paying money for you to be here.
2: Yeah, and you don't have to work 20 hours a week. No. You can go study or whatever you do.
1: Right. Which, study is probably not yeah. what you do.
2: Take take pictures of the viable team, even though you're not on it, really. Right.
1: I'm gonna <laughs> go out of my way and say, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that that you're not studying partying yeah you know it's it's uh disgusting it's just it's disgusting and it's it's the state of america and we don't talk about it just like alexandria ocasio this is what i was writing about when the whole shit wanked out of me i was gonna talk i read about three things kind of i was saying i could i could have talked about alexandria ocasio cortez said that the New Deal program was based on racism and Franklin Delano Roosevelt based his party on racism and Joe Scarborough kind of poo-pooed it and laughed about it right. the next day. And I was like, what are you laughing at? It it it, it was. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it's, but we were it,
2: taught it was the greatest program it, ever.
1: It's the direct reason for the wealth gap between the black community and every other community in this country. It is the direct reason is the New Deal program and the GI Bill. It's the direct reason. It, this is not... These are known facts. This is a known thing. This is not an unknown thing. <laughs> right. What are you laughing at? What are you, what, what are you doing? What, what the fuck are you doing? You know, and, no, and the thing that bothers me about people make statements like that, no one at the table goes, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. She's telling the truth. What, what's your problem? Just because you don't believe it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. If I would advise you to read Richard Rothstein's The Color <laughs> of Law. It's all laid out. Right. <laughs> it's laid out completely.
2: But yeah. we were taught in school that yeah. the New Deal yeah. uh, was the greatest thing ever, and it saved the it country was, for white people. It, saved the it, country, it was. People for got jobs, white Americans. People yep, got you're money right. after you're the stock market
0: crash. Right,
1: you are one hundred percent right. Country was in
2: a free fall. You're exactly right, and we were saved.
1: <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you're one hundred percent right.
2: You're 100% right. So since we were taught that when we were 11, we're yeah. going to believe it when we're 48. That's
1: the yin. They didn't teach you the yang. <laughs> right. <laughs> About how one community specifically was locked out of it. Right. Specifically. Not not accidentally. <laughs> you know, Specifically. Right. Was locked out. Right. This is, again, these are known These are known facts.
2: Yeah, but people didn't tell me that when I was 11. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So now it can't be true. I suggest you go on that Randolph Terrence
1: quest <laughs> of trying to learn some shit.
2: Everything I learned in like seventh grade is, is, the, is the absolute truth, absolute truth when it comes to history.
1: <laughs> is the truth to me.
2: And since no one told me that when I was in, like, middle school, then, you know, you're just making it up. I Like, mean,
1: fuck, dude, you're a lawyer and a congressman and you're on television. Right. You're not an unintelligent guy. Well, he's got
2: brain power. <laughs> he's just applying it differently.
1: <laughs> unintelligent guy? What the fuck are you doing? So I thought about talking about that. Then it was right after Manafort got sentenced. I thought maybe I'll talk about that. The second sentence? The second sentencing. Then the shooting happened. Did the shooting happen? Did you see the video of that? The shooting on—I remember—they were
2: trying to take it down. I don't want to watch it. It—it it was like that first night. Like there were all these posts. Like people were saying, "Don't show it" because there it was—it was being shared. Yeah. It hit YouTube. It hit everything. I saw a thirty-second clip. Yeah. It I was like uh, it didn't it. the sound wasn't on? I don't think, but uh, it was like an eight-minute video. Yeah.
1: Like and stuff like that doesn't bother me or yeah. anything one way or the other. I just don't. Um, I saw it before I it was no it.
2: before it was taken, like I was just looking at my phone right when the news was breaking and then, right. like it, I was I clicked the hashtag. You click on latest.
1: Yeah. And yeah. There was, and It, there it, it is. just
2: auto plays. It looked like a fucking first person video game, but apparently yeah. he recorded eight minutes of that. I right. saw like twenty, thirty seconds of it probably. But uh yeah, that was like what, Friday? That yeah. happened? Thursday. Yeah,
1: and I realized I said I would just be writing about one part of the just by writing about one, I'm writing about one part of the mosaic of a whole of a whole thing. Right. Oh, and it wasn't the shooting hadn't happened. What it happened was um the scandal broke. the The cheating scandal broke. the The college scandal. That's oh, what yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, it's all part of the same mosaic. Then the shooting happened. Yeah. I was like, well, here's even more of the mosaic. It's all right. It's all connected. Is <laughs> Trump a white supremacist? Yeah, and they're still like, well, he's not. <laughs> he's he has never spoken out against white supremacy nor the tenets. Of, if anything, he preaches the tenets of white supremacy.
2: Right. Oh, he knows what he's doing.
1: Of course he does, and so does everybody else, but we're going to play this stupid game.
2: And Tucker Carlson. going to act
1: like he's not. And Tucker Carlson, who has been racist for a long time now. Right. Now he's saying shit about w- young ladies, so now that everybody's in a tizzy. You didn't right. mind when he was saying all this racist shit. <laughs> Australian senators are blaming blaming the Muslims for getting shot. You know.
2: Well, what do you, th- what do you expect to happen when you come to New Zealand? I know. When you move here?
1: Um uh- Trump is saying that they're using the. I find it interesting. People are like Trump. Trump used the same rhetoric that the that the shooter used. Right, invasion before before. The, I said no. I'm thinking to myself. No, what you people don't seem to get it, do you? Trump said it first. Tr- exactly. Trump. <laughs> he's using the rhetoric of Trump. Trump said using what it reminds me of is Bruce Lee said a thing. I say it a lot now in different places if I can find a place that it applies. If you're in a fight and you're against a large group of people. You have to not you have to change your mindset and your mindset has to become I'm not in the fight with you. You are in this fight with me. Right. <laughs> Once you change that mindset of thinking, it becomes a you you become a different person. Right. Donald Trump is not Donald Trump is not following them. They are following Donald Trump. Right. And they refuse and American media refuses to to think about that. He's not in prison with them, they're in prison with him. Well, they put
2: it, it doesn't matter. They put together the super cut of like four straight minutes of Trump saying this shit. Right. Like, you know, it's out there. Right. People are just, there are people who are paid to de- go on TV and defend Trump. And there are people who actually do want to defend him. And no one's mind is going to change. Right. You know, it's, it's, that ship sailed. If your mind didn't change after all the previous shit. Right. Then in this case, it's not going to change either. Hence the guy saying, "Well, actually, the Muslims kind of bear some responsibility for going to church that day. Yeah, <laughs> like, going what are you, to church and praying. moving here, and going to church and right. paying taxes here, and all that shit. Like if there already if there's people, and that guy was apparently a fringe guy, but he was elected. Mm-hmm. We elect fringe people all the time. You know, Steve so they're King's out there. in office, right?"
1: <laughs> Steve King is in office right now. He Louis, can issue, Gohm, Louis Gohmert.
2: <laughs> they can say whatever they want on congressional letterhead. <laughs> it yeah, the fucking letterhead over <laughs> it. It would just be like, yeah, man, fuck those Mexicans, right? Yeah. And they could put that out there. It'll be official. It'll be yeah. an official government document. And you can't say shit about it. Right. <laughs> Which is what the Australian guy did. It was on official letterhead of like whatever. Not Australian. Was it, yeah, New he New is Australia.
1: yeah. Australian. Yeah. He's an Australian senator.
2: That guy that got hit by the egg. Yeah. Uh,
1: which I'm fine with him punching a kid he can't he can't punch worth a damn he by slapped the way. him the first one was yeah. open
2: hand if you look at the back the angle from behind the kid it was open hand yeah the second one I feel like he didn't get his hips into it <laughs> like he, he didn't really set his feet he just kind of threw a punch uh, the kid was clearly unfazed by all of it so it, it obviously didn't hurt
1: yeah you know everybody every one of these shooters has mentioned Trump now Right. Or we're going to keep saying that Trump is not inspiring these people, just like, the, okay, so this shooter referenced Candace Owens. Yeah. So she was like, I have nothing to do with it. Listen, I have said before, there are people. Uh,
2: uh, we shall dabble, dabble in Hitler talk.
1: Who will say that yeah. you should just ignore these people because they're not that important. People say that. I'm like, you, it is very myopic. For you to say that these people aren't important because you don't listen to them, yeah, (laughs) that is very myopic of you. Well, even if and it shows a lack of intelligence on your. It shows a lack of not beyond intelligence. It shows a lack of imagination on your part that you can't see the connection that could be made from the thing what this person is saying to some nut job listening that you can't make those connections.
2: Well, if you read that manifesto. There is some stuff where I feel like he's trolling a little bit. He's using that kind of whimsical language that trolls use, mm-hmm. where you can't tell if he's being serious. And he might have just thrown Candace Owens in there as some mm-hmm. sort of like red herring, non not 100% serious. A lot of the white supremacist shit is like we're joking, right? You yeah, know, but like, you
1: but you and I know that they're not.
2: The thing is, even if it, let's say he threw because he could have thrown three guys on dot com in there, like yeah. he could have said anything. She reacted with LOL, like, you know, like, her reaction was wrong. Right. He could have, he name-dropped other people. He said, subscribe to PewDiePie, which is a whole other thing, this YouTube guy. Um,
1: And he's one of these guys who's, I'm just joking.
2: He does that. I'm-just-joking thing. it's too late, man. But the phrase, subscribe to PewDiePie, um, came from a different place. But it became like a Pepe the Frog, Mm -hmm. where... Oh, he's sort of joking in our code, so we're gonna take his phrase "subscribe to PewDiePie" and make it part of our code. Right. Pepe the Frog was was not like that, but the the guy just made a cartoon, like he. But this guy PewDiePie dabbles, right. and they take it. Uh, Candace Owens dabbles, and then they mm-hmm. take it, but with a little bit of like. Uh, we're just saying things ironically. Like Richard Spencer does that. I'm, we're just funning. No, they're not. And they're saying we're just funning. They'll all throw up the little white power sign. And, oh, we're just joking around. There's Roger Stone picture throwing it up. There's all these. This woman sitting behind Brett Kavanaugh during mm-hmm. his thing. Oh, we're, I didn't mean it that way. Wink, wink. And it's all part of that code. So they will throw out shit that they don't 100% mean. But with the Candace Owens thing, her reaction is like, well, wait a minute. All you got to do is say, I don't know where this came from. This is bullshit. Instead, yeah. so she's like, LOL, libs, laughing emoji. It's like, oh, okay. So you're just an idiot. And you yeah. dabble in, and you dabble in, Hitler, in Hitler defense, right?" which she did like a month ago. Right. So,
1: right. You can't ignore these people yeah. and you can't allow them to say, I'm just laughing. I'm just trolling. They're going to adopt you. You can't do that.
2: They're not going to adopt three guys on. No, we're we're not. So, but they are going to adopt subscribe to PewDiePie. Right. Or
1: you can't Candace Owens. You can't say because I don't listen to Kanye West. It's OK that he says slavery was a choice. You can't do that. Now, I don't know what the answer is as far as your reaction, but I do know what the answer. I do know one of the answers is to not simply say, well, it doesn't matter because he's not that big a deal anyway. That's. I don't understand how it is that people, I mean, I mean, I guess I get it. My therapist says it to me all the time, but I, I mean, I guess I get it. You know, it's like, you're choosing not to see this. You have to be on some right. level. That's why I always think that. I'm like, you just are choosing not to see this because you don't want to. You don't believe it. Accept, you don't want to believe it. And you don't want to accept responsibility that comes along with that. And responsibility being that it, now it becomes your responsibility to push back against it. And I'm tired. I want to go to brunch. The new deal was good. End of story. Right, exactly. Yeah. New Deal was good. No, it wasn't. It was. Yeah, you're right. But there's more to the story than the New Deal was good. You're right. It was good, and at the same time, it wasn't good because it put us where we are right now. Right. At the exact same time, those things can exist can exist in the same sphere. And if you don't recognize those two things, you can't fix it. You can't correct. You can't do a course correction. You can't do a course correction because you don't want to do a course correction. Right. <laughs> That's why you see this this shit with this Islamophobia. that's why somebody like just hilarious takes her ass onto a plane and talks about how she's afraid of some fucking sikhs right (laughs) like very pleasant people like first of all you you narrow-minded dumbass you don't know (laughs) any sikhs you never seen a sikh
2: she might not have well she might not have known what a sikh was read a book yeah, uh, I I do think there are a lot of people who just think turban equals Muslim. They, no, equals not even. Terrorist. Don't even
1: think they are. Yeah,
2: it, it's uh, it's just, ignorant, it, dumb, dumb. They don't necessarily know that there's differences in turbans, or and by the way, even if a Muslim's wearing a turban, that doesn't mean anything. But yeah, there are people who are afraid of that.
1: Yeah, and then if you say something, um, like hey, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. What? I'm the first. I'm you, just joking. That's you, the first. Thing. <laughs> you do you. I me. Thing. I'm just joking. No, you're yeah. not. No, you're not. You're a fucking. Well, I do me. This. Hey, this is just my opinion. Well, it's fucking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's racistly wrong. You fucking idiot. Right. You're right. It is your opinion. You fucking idiot. And it's wrong.
2: I have an opinion on your opinion.
1: You know? And then all the people will rush to her defense. You know, right. all the fucking bigots will rush to her defense because that's what they are you know
2: well that's the that's the cycle of dragging too is the the person who gets dragged then gets defended right like on day two of the dragging right it's like a two-day cycle that goes on or at least maybe not two days it's one day but there's like a, a part two of it in the second half of that where like and and fucking everybody's just the people who are doing the dragging are often just looking for their own right they're not even in it. Not, they don't care. They're just looking for their own validation and attention and shit like that. And this is just the latest. This is today's meal. Yep. And they're fucking hungry because uh, yesterday, it's all junk food. So there's no, <laughs> it doesn't stay with you. Yeah. So Jess Hilarious starts trending. And then the next step will be the people that, you guys went too, did we go too far? Did you we go too, too far, far with her? Who gives a fuck? Did we go too far about Jess Hilarious? Did the media go too far? Media does that. She was like a three-day cycle but when the media- Frenzy happened on something. Day three is usually, let's analyze how we handled it.
1: Okay, well, let's just see.
2: Woken up from our euphoria, from uh, our frenzy. Oh, did we go too far? Here's a head in the box who thinks we did. Here's another head in the box who, who
1: thinks, thinks we, we didn't. Didn't.
2: You know. I'll moderate. There's a maybe this will go viral for two days. Article floating around
1: on Atlantic now, how white nationalism—the seeds of it were actually grown in the United States. Hitler, Hitler took all his ideas for white nationalism from people of the United States. From slavery and Jim Crow. well, people from the United States were very good at racism. Right. Well, they had that they had experience. Yeah. <laughs> they had years. I would think that South Africans damn near perfected it. They They really did well with well, it. Well,
2: they yeah, they did pretty well. They I took mean,
1: the best ideas from everybody. Yeah.
2: And combined them. Yeah. And they had, uh, also they had the thing of uh, like, it's like a small percentage of the population controlled a huge percentage of the population. Yeah. Whereas here, whites still outnumbered mm-hmm. blacks, but in South Africa, even with the population difference, they managed to control it. Uh, Hitler took a lot of ideas from like Jim Crow and stuff. Yeah. You know, he studied history.
1: Yeah, he did. <laughs> They did. He, he didn't did. believe the history books. He took a lot of it because there was a lot of people... Hitler's you know, reading,
2: like, nice slave owners. This yeah. is bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> I'm going to go read some why other would you,
1: Why would you be nice to them, huh? <laughs> <You know>. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> Benevolent slave owners. Founding fathers were gods. This is ridiculous. Yeah. I want to hear the dirt.
1: Yeah, you know. Fucking crazy. Yeah. And that's, when that's where we're at. You know, and then the rhetoric that's uh, coming out. That's why somebody... that This the rhetoric does lead to this if you don't leap back after it. You don't, at the minimum, say something against it, and you allow them to say that I'm just joking. Right. Or you allow them to draw false equivalencies. That's another one they do a lot. Right. That's how you end up with the Donald Trump saying that shit. That's you end up with the just hilarious, saying whatever the fuck she wants to say, and then people saying, yeah, she's right.
2: She has the right to her opinion.
1: You're right. She does have it.
2: She can just get off the plane.
1: That's it. Why don't you get your ass off the plane if you're fucking scared? Take your ass off the plane.
2: Right. That's a fucking safe space. You got to make the, safe, the the space safe for me. No, why don't you fucking leave? You fucking
1: leave. <laughs> you know, wife folks do that all the time. You know, she's black, but she's espousing the tenets of white supremacy. Right. Just like Candace Owens does. She espouses the tenets of white supremacy. Right. You know, she espouses it, and so does Ben Carson espouse the tenets of white supremacy like we have to keep whiteness supreme because I I make money off it
2: yeah it's good for me yeah I ain't a problem with it
1: yeah good for me you guys should all try this until it turns on me until it turns on them then they come running back to us right
2: <laughs> <laughs> OJ with a koofy on
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> come running back to us it's the minute it turns on they can run back to us
2: it's all a, one day Candace Owens will put on the koofy <laughs> she'll have her koofy moment
1: yeah We'll talk about this. Where are we at? I know we're deep.
2: Hour twenty three. You
1: want to bring it home talking about this this heckler Russell Westbrook?
2: Yeah, the guy who got uh, outed on Twitter.
1: Yeah, for being a racist. <laughs> like, like uh, shockingly. Yeah, <laughs> an Arizona fan.
2: Utah. It was in Utah, and Russell Westbrook has had. There was a thing from last year's playoffs.
1: Not just Russell Westbrook. Pretty much every black player, apparently. That's been had. Almost a, the whole league.
2: That's been had a thing about last year's playoffs where there was a little thing between Westbrook and fans. I yeah. guess a new camera angle maybe emerged recently. I don't know. Or video just kind of yeah, they got, they got, they got picked up again. For life. He called him Boy. Yeah. Russell Westbrook. There was like a song playing during a timeout. He was kind of like dancing around on the sideline and then he starts jawing with fans. And uh, this guy says, boy, I think a couple times. And that's where Westbrook, you can see it, he changes. Like, don't don't call me that. And he calls security over. That guy is now banned.
1: What, what does security do to the guy when security came over? Did they kick him out? Of I don't head?
2: know. I, I didn't read the whole article. I don't know if they kicked him out that night. And then Probably not. now he's allowed back or what. But now there's a video of him saying, boy. So I was like, oh, okay. There's no plausible deniability that you heard it wrong. Right. Um, so notice, he,
1: notice that. There is the thought of in in a plausible deniability. Yeah, we have to prove first, right? Oh uh, yeah, every time because the first instinct is always going to be, I don't believe you. Yeah. So we have to prove ourselves. Not in Utah. Yeah, <laughs> never in <laughs> it's never happened in Utah. Like the guy said, uh, you know, he told told my wife she's a hundred pounds. Told her that he'll fuck her up. You can't tell a hundred pound woman that. I'm like, listen, do you understand how mad you have to make a grown ass black man? Yeah. To say, I, look, I will fuck up you and your wife. You know how mad I got to be to say some shit like that? I'll fuck up you. I'll fuck this wife up. I'll kick your fucking kid over the fucking moon. You know how mad I got to be to say some shit like that? You did something (laughs) (laughs) to make me that mad. Don't act like you didn't.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Utah Jazz permanently banned another fan. This is a new story, but it's from an incident from last April. The Jazz are cracking down on their vilest hecklers after Monday night's provocation. So in this video, um, April 23rd, 2018, is when the guy yells, boy, maybe a couple times. And it's on the heels of the shit that happened last week. So the one from 2018. It's ownership. It's a it's, different guy, yeah.
1: I can say anything. Look, look, I can say anything I want to this rich nigger. He doesn't mean anything to me. It's ownership.
2: Well, you know, they uh, they played a clip from Charles Barkley from back when he was playing, like talking to Bob Costas about shit like that. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, I don't come to the stadium to yell at fans. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's right. They do come to the stadium to yell at you. Yeah. So who do you who do you think started it? Every time. Right. Every time. These people don't walk in. These players like I'm going to yell at so many people tonight. They're they're just there to play basketball, and you want them to shut up and play, and then you yell at them. Mm-hmm. So well, you want them to shut up and play and accept your insults. Yes, they do. Yeah.
1: You are to accept their insults because we own you.
2: But you're you're. You came to this game. Some of these people specifically because mm-hmm. they want. Like this guy had tweeted about Russell Westbrook, the guy from last week, tweeted about him like months ago. So he had a he had a problem with Russell Westbrook. Right. Russell Westbrook, right? Months ago, and then so he clearly came to this game. He chose this game to come to. Right. He got a seat near the opponent's bench, so near Westbrook where he could be heard yelling at him. He did this on purpose, mm-hmm. and so his whole goal was to instigate Russell Westbrook. He came to the games to yell at a fan. And then or somebody to yell at looked the at the
1: social media. <laughs> and even before yeah. all this everybody was like, Well, I don't I don't think he's really racist. They looked at the social media and like, Oh well But again Russell Russell Westbrook has to prove himself. Right. I'm the one who I'm the aggrieved party and I have to prove myself. Or just like somebody else was saying, I was reading an article. The other day and they were like, Well, I mean, he shouldn't have said a thing. In this age of Me Too, you can't really be threatening a woman. I'm like, Fucking
2: well, She's on.
1: not she's not free of anything.
2: It's not he, a blanket rule.
1: <laughs> she's not free of anything, bitch. <laughs> don't don't
2: think of her as a woman. Think of her as a racist. You're gonna get this work too. <laughs> uh what's this guy's name? Shane Kiesel or something? The guy from last yeah. week. He's yelling with Russell Westbrook, uh, get down on your knees like you used to or like you're used to. One or the other, doesn't matter. Um, first video came out was Russell Westbrook reacting to that. Mm-hmm. That's why he said, I'll fuck you up and your wife, <laughs> you know, whatever. And then it came out like the full story, but then still post game before the full story came out, like the local TV station interviewed this guy, Shane Kiesel on the like sideline.
0: right? Why? And she was sitting down the entire time. Camouflage he, hat. You were having fun? he was smiling at one point. And there, I mean, there was a lot of people because it was when, you know, Joe would come by.
2: I don't know what happened,
0: officer. And, I, and, and then, and apologizes immediately. Russ is just F-bombing and carrying on, acting a fool down here. And everybody's getting on him. And he had, he had, I guess, heat. I thought it was Ice. I just told him, I'm like, just sit down and ice your knees, bro. That's
1: not it what turned, you said. Bro. You didn't say bro.
0: <laughs> and then it turned into. But that's
1: not what you said, you liar. No. People will just lie.
0: Footwork. So that's what provoked his response. Mm-hmm. There was no swear word. Yeah, I don't to know. Swear. I swear word to him and everybody in the vicinity will say it. And, she never and
2: I don't like that either. No swear words. Swear words. What do, does that mean? Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's a sentiment.
1: It's a sentiment.
2: Just because he didn't swear.
1: But again, white reporter. Yeah. Well, why are you even interviewing him?
2: This guy's a former uh, state trooper, I believe.
1: Well, I, I imagine he was good at his job. <laughs>
2: now he sells Toyotas.
1: I imagine he was good at his job. Well, I
2: don't know if he still sells Toyotas. Um,
1: oh, yeah. They're going to employ this. yeah
2: Yeah. Yeah, Westbrook told the security guard he would fuck the fan up. Westbrook continued, I promise you, you think I'm playing, I swear to God, I swear to God, I'll fuck you up. You and your wife, I'll fuck you up. I promise you, on everything I love. Everything <laughs> On
1: I everything love. I love. See that right there? It tells you everything you need to know.
2: <laughs> I promise you.
1: <laughs> on everything I love. That, um, that is, we're not playing no more.
2: Uh, Keisel's cousin is former Pittsburgh Steelers defensive end Brett Kiesel. So, oh, That's kind of irrelevant. Um." And then on everything I love, there was a fake Twitter account for this Brett Kiesel guy. I saw some fake tweets going around and a fake Twitter account has been misleading both supporters of Kiesel and Westbrook on social media. The fake Twitter account tweeted after the incident, this demonstrates how fake news has infiltrated our media. My wife and I have already contacted our, our attorney. That was fake. In subsequent tweets, the fake account said I did not swear or threaten him. Okay. Um, Westbrook's teammates confirmed what was said. But then there were some tweets that I think were not fake where he, because they were dated like months ago mm-hmm. where he said Westbrook should go back to where he came from. Right. Uh, what's Which that mean? Which is
1: not a lie. Which, Which is? is a lie. He's what's, not telling the truth. Yeah, what does that mean?
2: And then he said someone, I think he said someone should like fuck him up or fight him or something like that. I forget, but we don't need to see the actual tweets. But he's now banned for life. I don't know what's going on. No, I don't
1: know. We was jawing
2: at him, and it was playful so banter. That's what and I folks get to do? I, you know, I, I was going to go shake <laughs> his hand after, like a heckler after a shot. We did it. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to get
1: the we, fuck away from me, man. We
2: had a great little repartee, a little back and forth, me and Russell Westbrook, and I don't know what I don't know what happened.
1: People think that they own you. It's ownership. It's they came to of, the game to- I think they own every aspect of us. Yeah. And then they
2: get upset. Well, they'll, pay, they'll say I pay if good money to do this. Say,
1: yeah. If, I, if we say anything, they, they only do it, to, if you notice, they only do it to the black players. Right. They don't do it to the white players. Right. You know, so last time you heard a white player having that kind of a problem. You never hear that. Yeah. We hear it from black players all the time. They feel like they own us. So they yeah. Do, there's ownership. Like when um, Jennifer Lopez sang Motown on the Grammys. Yeah. People were upset. Well, why would black people be upset? It's music. It's ownership. Right. Because nobody, black. because you're not going to see Jennifer Hudson do a salsa song. She wouldn't be asked to do it. Right. <laughs> she wouldn't be asked to. She'd do a great job because she's a far superior singer to Jennifer Lopez, but they're not going to ask her to do it. Yeah. Because she's not Latin, but she'll do it with black music.
2: <laughs> she's Yeah, she's adjacent enough to motown i guess
1: in in no way i don't know how (laughs) i don't know
2: because she's on she was on the r&b charts
1: okay (laughs) it's like
2: (laughs) that's pretty much it nine degree separation she was on the r&b charts (laughs) you know for like two songs
1: (laughs) right right
2: um so there you go and she's making a comeback apparently because she was she presented at the oscars right like she's Uh, visible now
1: and then people get up to it's it's ownership. We have no ownership over anything anything that we create yeah. or do. Or our personage and our bodies. We have no ownership over that. The only thing I have ownership over is, is if I'm in that arena, the only thing I have over ownership over is my body and my mind. Yeah. You don't get to invade that. And that's what this man is doing with his wife. You don't get to invade that. Well, he's a fucking MAGA. And have MAGA. me not say anything back. He's
2: hashtagging MAGA on his tweets and exactly. shit. Like, you know what he's there for.
1: But we're supposed to act like that's not. But we're supposed yeah. to act like, like MAGA hats are not the new clan hood. And we're supposed to act like him. We all know it's not. But we're right. all going to. Because you, white person, have a friend who wears that hat.
2: And he's going to go to this game. He's going to dump out all his issues on Russell Westbrook. Right. He's going to. Whatever is going on in his life fucking shitty job selling Toyotas or whatever yeah. black kid gets into college his kid doesn't whatever it is he's gonna dump it out on Russell Westbrook mm-hmm. and Russell Westbrook has to take it because he makes money that's constantly the sports fans yeah.
1: he well, makes money and I paid a lot of I money. paid a lot of money it's ownership
2: yeah what would you pay for you pay to watch a basketball game
1: Oh, Jesus. Megyn Kelly or uh, Kellyanne Conway said that the White House counselor chatted reporters. We're going to get out on this, by the way. <laughs> chatted reporter for what she said she viewed as the politicization of the Christchurch massacre in which fifty people were killed by an alleged attacker who appears to have shared a manifesto. They insert themselves. I must speak. I must say something. No, you don't. You can actually shut up and pray for people and wait for the authorities to make their judgments. We don't need to wait for the authorities. Pray for
2: people who, pr- who were praying? Right. Uh, apparently, prayer wasn't uh, uh, didn't help yeah so
1: look at what our pro I think what the President said right away condemning violence, condemning hate, staying with people in New Zealand. we listen to what he didn't say
2: yeah she's uh she's just doing her her whatever her job is.
1: It's beyond her job, she believes it
2: uh, I'm not saying she doesn't believe it, but that's like the, that's she's giving the paint by numbers Kellyanne Conway answer, mm-hmm. which means people should stop asking,
1: nope, <laughs> you, know, you already know what she's on. gonna say they brought on um it's refrigerated culture. Mick Mulvaney to say that Trump was not a white supremacist. Right. You're a white man. I don't think you're qualified to speak on what's a, who's a white supremacist and who not.
2: It's not even that they say he's not. It's that they clutch their pearls. Like, how could you even suggest that? Right. You know? It's like, oh, well, he's doing everything but saying it out loud. He's using all the codes. He's retweeting, like, you know, white nationalists yeah. from time to time. Yeah. And white supremacists claim him exactly <laughs> so
1: like, but hey you know <laughs>
2: i mean if, if white supremacists claimed me I'd, I'd probably say something about
1: it yeah you like listen i don't want to <laughs> yeah you <laughs> could do like tiki torch Like i Our don't tiki know what torch i had to make a statement they're like listen i don't know what i said <laughs> we're tiki torch we don't fuck with that <laughs> i don't know what i said
2: that made you guys think i was down but i'm gonna stop saying that thing thing yeah i'm gonna stop
1: need, whatever to say that thing
2: <laughs> maybe there's a phrase that i didn't realize i thought it was an innocuous phrase uh, like invasion uh turns out it's not okay i'm gonna let's just nip this in the bud
1: now yeah, <laughs> yeah let me just get get a yeah. handle on this
2: yeah, my bad I didn't realize yeah. invasion was a the th- I'm not gonna say that word again
1: never again <laughs> no
2: nope. I'd be all over it i'd be yeah. I'd be doing all kinds of solo podcasts yeah, <laughs> just me explaining myself like yeah. guys, listen, yeah. I know that the I storm front has claimed me that they're
1: like, claiming me, <laughs>
2: but uh let's just i'm gonna lay out my case here for yeah. why I'm not a white supremacist, yeah. <laughs>
1: Could you please uh, not call me that? Okay, people, listen. We're bringing this one home. Y'all got some good shit. Hey, uh, new five dollar people, welcome. Here we are. You got y'all got a big fill of us. I guess we're gonna have to start doing slightly longer bits on Thursday. I don't think. I don't. I don't think so. I think we just do what we do.
2: So I mean, we still do. Do what we do.
1: I think I need to give you guys a solo podcast. So maybe I'll I will uh, bring one over to the Patreon. And uh, what's what's up?
2: Charmy's daughter. Good
1: job. She's making her a sandwich. She loves. Oh, she the announces sandwich. it that she's making. A Everything sandwich. she does, she'll come and tell us. <laughs> she'll come tell you. Mm-hmm.
2: So she's basically tweeting.
1: Yeah, basically.
2: <laughs> Wait till she gets Twitter. I know. She's going to be tweeting every aspect of her life.
1: I know. Currently making a sandwich. No, she'll be. She'll become a YouTube influencer, and then I won't have to pay for her to go to college. It's
2: not bad. Not a bad <laughs> move. Get her <laughs> comfortable in front of a camera. I not
1: want to pay for her to go to college. It's your girl. <laughs>
2: Makeup tips. Save a May. Here's how you
1: spread (laughs) mayonnaise on a sandwich. We'll call her uh, Princessa Speaks. (laughs) Right. (laughs) The name of the show.
2: Yeah, get some hashtags. Or
1: Princessa's Passions. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Princesses' patch, but
2: then it's like PP. People can make fun pee-pee, of that. Yeah, yeah. PP. You got to, you got to think of all the angles. of
1: P.S. Princesses speaks. the yeah. P.S. Podcast. There you go. With Ava May, Princesses speaks.
2: There you go. There it is. I, That's can, name, a, I can
1: name a show that
2: <laughs> will be behind the paywall for fifty dollars. <laughs> it's in the college fund. <laughs> It's more of a gesture than it is uh, content. Than, a,
1: than content. Yeah. She'll give you five minutes every day of words of wisdom. Right.
2: Here's what I did today. Here's what I'm doing right now. But Word, then that would be a
1: weird podcast. because would Words be, of wisdom by <laughs> Abel May. If a pussy had the power <laughs> to shrink itself, what would you ax it?
2: Child protective <laughs> services knocks on the door. We listen to your podcaster. If she, all she does is announce what she's doing right now, the podcast would just be her saying, I'm podcasting. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but that's worth fifty bucks. That's probably worth fifty
1: bucks. Yeah. It's a college fund.
2: Now I'm talking to a microphone.
1: It's a college fund. I give that money to a a uh, I don't know one of the white bread sports. Yeah. Sports <laughs> white bread sports coach. Yeah, to put on the team.
2: Photoshop her face on another kid's body. Yeah, I'd, or, like
1: to, I'd like her to row on your crew team. She does not row. Daniel, life has she? No. Listen, I got this money for She's you. But look, here's the scheme. I got this money for you. She's
2: not even going to really row. She's not going to even get a scholarship. You're just going to get her admitted as a recruit. As a recruit. And then. And then you'll, she's going to get an injury. You'll
1: pocket some of this podcast, yeah. buddy.
2: We'll even have her tweet. I just have I just injured myself. <laughs> so yeah, I can,
1: I can take care of that. I'll Whatever. 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 I'll she tweets whatever's
2: her. going on in her life. So. I'll. Just, I just injured myself, and then she's off the team, but she's still admitted to the school now.
1: Yeah, I'll do that for. Her. Not and, a problem.
2: And the coach gets a little money. That's all. Coach gets a new <laughs> boat.
1: I will do that for. Her. All right, y'all. Come on back Monday. We'll be here.
2: You know, it would have been good on the therapy conversation is Dominic.
1: Yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> Too late. It would have been good. would have been real damn good. Yeah. Would have had some things to say, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it would have been a good week to ask to that say. question.
2: Thanks for asking that question, yeah. uh, Fraylon. We
1: do appreciate that. Dominic would have been the answer, but we are going to Yeah, Doing laundry. <laughs> yeah, you know What
2: else? Doing laundry, laughing emoji. There you go. Slash crying.
1: All right, y'all. Come on back Monday. We'll be here for you. We hope you guys appreciated it. Be sure to send us your. Be sure to email us or tweet at us. We appreciate them. Uh, Thanks so much. I don't know. We want to do the rundown? I don't think we should do the rundown. No, I got a show
2: Wednesday, the 27th at Colony Club in D.C. Uh, Look at my social media. I'll retweet whatever they tweet. And then
1: the next day, I'm at um, Seasons and Sessions in Adams, Morgan. Just check my social media. You'll see it. Yeah. Okay. All right, y'all. That's it. I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. No third. No third. We are three guys on, though. We're out.